Hello and welcome to McCartney in Goal. This is the podcast that debates and dissects a great album of popular music. Uh, the recipe for our show is that we're going to take a an album that we love, we're going to throw in some stories, mix in our opinions, sprinkle over in knockout format, and we'll slip it all in a blender. Uh, the results should be delectable, but somehow we'll make them inedible. And I'm David Hughes, and I'm joined by my fellow referees, Brett. Hello! And Steve Sumner. Good evening, good morning. Uh, so we'll start with the 12 tracks on this classic album, and we'll debate them against each other until we reach a grand final. And then we'll discover our favourite song on this album. So we're going to put them through like a kind of a knockout tournament competition thing. Format, yes. Okay, so we're going to go head to head. Yes, head to- songs going through to the next round, oh, and then the next round until two of them end up in the final. I'm so excited I might not just fall asleep. Uh, right, we might be uninformed, we could be biased, we promise to be unruly. Hopefully all three. Yeah, hat trick. Sport talk. And this podcast is McCartney <laughs> safe, which means that if you listen or support this podcast, you'll not be supporting the involvement or the harming of Paul McCartney in any way, even though he might be mentioned a lot tonight, yeah. uh, because the album is Let It Be by the Beatles, and even though his pride may be hurt, but probably not, because we generally agree that he adds the best bits to... Uh, this period of their career. Do we? I mean, that's... Uh, Do we agree well, it's that? supposed that's to preemptive, be isn't it? Yeah. It's supposed to be a debating situation here. We should... You, we wait, should... We, you wait till we get to the long and winding road, mate. It's, it's going to go... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and hey, why don't you tell a friend about us? Especially one that has a gap in their life for us. Uh, so tonight we're doing Let It Be, the original version, which was recorded in 1968. Yep. Uh, more yep. about that later. And it was released in 1970. Um, so the three of us are ready to go. I've got a feeling that we're going to dig this. Lovely. So let it be uninformed, biased, and unruly. Yes. I think you could have sold that a bit more. And you run out of steam there. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought you just started and it just ended. I'll, I'll do some puns at the beginning, or I won't do some puns at the beginning. Whatever it is that will please you. Oh, oh please please good. me. That's no, 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 oh. no. Oh. That's not the reference. Oh, isn't it? What's the reference? I got it. I got it excited. That's a reference to the Harrison McCartney famous argument. Oh, I'll do whatever that it takes is to please you. layered Yeah. Okay. You, that is which good. is a Let It Be reference, and was beautiful. And you ruined it. You panicked. Um, you panicked. I panicked. I'll be honest. I panicked. Uh, so, did you know that Let It Be, the idea for the title to this album, came to Paul when he was asked in an interview oh, to choose God. his favourite letter of the alphabet, and his answer was. Letter B, letter B, letter B. <laughs> oh, there is a there is also a clip of Lennon, which I found on YouTube the other day, with him very mischievously sitting on a guitar doing background vocals, going, "Let it be, let it see, let it D, let it E." <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. I have to go and look for that. It's fantastic work and mm. very Lennon. There you go. Very, very Lennon. Okay. Uh, let's get into it. It's Let It Be, the original version. I mean, it's an interesting album, isn't it, Let It Be? It's just, it's it kind of always a, a what could have been, really. It was released in a kind of cloud of acrimony, so there's always that sense of what could have been if they'd have actually got their act together on it. It's, uh, it's a failure, let's be clear. It's a failure. I, do you no, think it's a failure? Is it that is. A fair? It's one of my favourite failures. I really like it. I'm not just yeah. trying to be a dick. But Brian Epstein dies. John Lennon has clearly been the leader of the Beatles up until this point. Oh, we're point. going way back to 66. Way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Brian Let's Epstein tell the story. Dies. There's a fate. St Mary's. <laughs> There's a fate. And uh, Johnny and the Moondogs are playing. 
<laughs> no, we're not going that far back. And it's, no, it's just just that that Lenin was the was the leader, and then um, gradually, because he was lost in a fog of drugs and not knowing what to do after Epstein died, McCartney took over. And I think every everything from certainly Sergeant Pepper onwards was was McCartney ringing them all up and go, let's make an album. I've got a brilliant big idea, like a grandiose yeah. project thing to put it all together. It's called Sergeant Pepper, and this is the theme. It's called Magical Misery and this is the theme, and, you know, whatever it is. Or let's all make an album, throw a load of songs in and do them acoustically in Rishikesh first, and oh, and here, you know. Yeah, it's like and ev- everything was him doing it, and Get Back was the same thing, which is if we're not going to tour again, we can't be asked to tour again, so why don't we get back to our rock and roll roots and do an album that hasn't got George Martin producing on it because we're not getting on with him at the moment anyway and we'll do a we'll do a gig at the end of it like one gig somewhere yeah. nice and 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 we'll we'll strip it all back and it, it what it was interesting that. is that they were very conscious of uh mccartney being the leader as well because i oh, which totally. I, I wasn't aware of but i was listening to the uh the get back sessions uh which you can watch on youtube and mccartney actually says that i've been leading this band for the last two years right. i don't yeah, want it, it. to be on my, yeah he actually says that and he says yeah. I, I don't want to be this kind of you know leader right. dictating things they want it to all be on my shoulders but it totally was by that point it, it, it totally was, was and he was aware of it the other two were aware of it as yeah. well but he's had to step up because if he doesn't, it just falls apart. No, nothing it, really? would have happened at all. To put this project, this album into its chronological order, it comes after the recording of White Album, but before the recording of Abbey Road. It's a kind of a misnomer, isn't it? A lot of people think Let It Be is their last album, but it's actually Abbey Road is one they recorded last. It was their last attempt to do something properly. Let It Be just comes out after Abbey Road. So although, it's the it, final release. Yeah, it's the final album. release album. So it's actually, it's a bit skew-faced. If Much when you to Paul McCartney's extreme annoyance at that point. In, in both the way it, it both the timing of when it comes out because it clashes with his first solo album and the fact that it comes out and it's been heavily heavily bolted about with by the evil one we call Phil Spector well let's, let's get let's, into that yeah okay, later. later yeah I just said that yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a Spectre in the room <laughs> lovely stuff um, so the first qualifying pairing is I mean mine against Digger Pony Digger Pony uh, one of the most amusing things about Digger Pony is it's, you, you can hear at the start it's halted by Ringo Starr blowing his nose <laughs> and they get started <laughs> you get a toot of Ringo's tutor it's pretty good I did wonder uh, if it was him taking cocaine briefly, but it, it's too Britishly. No. Just hang on, <laughs> done. Okay, yeah. So yeah, no, it's because it was part of that. I think there's about three or four songs in here that are taken from the the rooftop concert, which they did. Anything you want Yes, you can celebrate Anything you want Oh Do a road hop Well, you can penetrate Any place you go Yes, you can penetrate Any place you go So 
Dig a Pony. It was the first song to be recorded. It's so Lennon. The, Le, Lennon was really rude about it afterwards. Um, he, he basically wrote it off very soon after the Beatles ended as, as, as complete fluff, word association nonsense. But I think it's that thing of a lot of stuff from Iron the Wars on, onwards is kind of word association nonsense in a good way um, and I, I think some of the you can radiate everything you are type lyrics oh, are quite lies. fun Just... they're quite you know they're, they're, they're so Lennon in that they are it's a, it's a way that Harrison was unable to write, which is just I'm free, I'm completely freeforming some of this stuff. That that's um, the line, the radiate one, isn't it? I, I like the weird timing of the guitar line, and I like the vocal melody, but the lyrics yeah. are nonsense. And that that particular line, I pick a moon dog. Well, you can radiate everything you are. It's it's just nonsense. That's what lets this song down completely. Yeah, but it's it sound, as nonsense goes, it sounds really good. Even the All I yeah, Want Is You does. chorus line feels like a placeholder for a better lyric that was never written. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think I think McCartney I think McCartney deserves a, a lot of props on both of these tunes. It's like actually if you go on YouTube you can you can find an isolated vocal uh, vocal session from I Me Mine because I Me Mine doesn't have Lennon on it at all. I Me Mine was the very very last thing recorded. Uh, and and I think they, they the three of them without Lennon went into sort of do it finish it and stick whatever and if you listen to just the isolated vocals uh, with McCartney doing the ah me me mine stuff on the top mm. of Harrison yeah, and then you great. listen to and then you listen to uh, 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 on uh, and listen to the harmonies he's Dig doing on top of that on Digger Pony he he he's he's just always especially he delivers. You know, he, delivers, he delivers you know and one of the things we'll get to is is that the 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 bass playing uh, Lennon's bass playing on Long and Winding Road is absolutely notoriously shocking uh, and that's the thing that you can't accuse McCartney of is is slacking when it comes to his contributions to other people's records you know no no that's what i'm saying that actually we we agree that the um, I wasn't accusing you of it I'm best bits saying, of, yeah. of the Beatles in their mid to late career are often contributed by McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's hard to pick between these two. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose I Me Mine because I I really enjoy it. I think it's a great little cracking tune. I'm gonna go dig a pony, not least I think because I'm aware I'm acutely aware that I Me Mine actually I Me Mine's one of the few places where Phil Spector did good things because he, he turned a, a, a song that was too short to really work into a longer song by just splicing it and sticking the second verse and chorus on a second time. Uh, so that it's longer and actually if you listen to it it's got some brass on it which really really lifts it it's quite low in the mix compared to some of the lush crappy orchestration he does on other things so I think Phil Spector contributes to that quite well Uh, I don't massively enjoy either of these, uh, so this is difficult. <laughs> I, I think Dig a Pony because it, the lyrics are terrible, and it. Uh, apart from that, yeah. But apart from that, it's good. But if, if it had some nice lyrics, if, it, if he'd got round to writing some permanent lyrics for it, 
then it would be a great song. What do you think of I'm the Walrus out of interest? I, I think that works. Because that's more focused in its surrealism? Uh, I'm the Walrus, uh, he, 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 if you want a story about I'm the Walrus, he basically wrote, he heard that his local school, the school he'd been to, where he'd, he'd kind of had, obviously being John Lennon, had hated everyone and his teachers, were the English department were teaching his lyrics and, and were studying his lyrics. He's like, right, fuck you lot, I'm going to write a load of absolute Jabberwocky X esque nonsense and you're going to yeah, have to study this study so that's exactly. why he wrote I'm the Walrus and made it as mad as balls because he wanted yeah, to wind up is, the English teacher at his old school John Lennon but none of that matters what are you voting for by the way listeners half an hour ago we launched this qualifying round Digger Pony versus I Me Mine uh, so I'm going to vote for Digger Pony which then goes through to the quarterfinal uh, so the second pairing is Dig It against Maggie May oh, oh so the, well the chosen two... together there but are they? Because now one of them's got to go through to the quarterfinal. I say badly chosen, very badly yeah. chosen. I cause... sat, I actually have here on my iPod, I have the complete, and I mean complete, get back sessions. And I listened to all 12 minutes of, of Dig It earlier today. Wow. That is dedication, dedication for you people. Truly. Oh, it's awful. So so just to clarify, it was, it was a 12-minute jam originally. Yeah, Which jam, Phil, yeah. Phil Spector edited down to... Uh, 30 seconds. Yeah. I think this is the problem with this album actually and this whole project was it just came it was a wrong exactly the wrong project at exactly the wrong time yeah because mccartney had been pushing the beatles for years and doing a great job but he just he just pushed one too many times and pushing them all into this room together they'd had some success with the white album and doing year blues and happiness is a warm gun and i think they all like that and they just didn't realise that if they actually did that for a whole album, it would kill them. And they just didn't have yeah. the chops anymore, the hunger or the desire to do the hard work of being in a band. And Dig It, the 12 minutes of that, shows how hard it is to write a song like that. This is the band of quintessentially written the best songs of all time. And that sounds like a load of old shite. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter how good you are, how good you can be. You can still just jam away with another couple of musicians and it just sounds rubbish. So dig it uh, against Maggie May. Does that mean that Maggie May is going through? Well, I like the no, 30 seconds. Of, I, I like the 30 seconds of dig it. And my point is that even a band as good as the Beatles, when they jam something for too long, you know, it's never, it just shows how hard it is to, to make great music. So it just really underlines how amazing they are really rather than, but it just shows them as mortal and human. But um, I really like Maggie May. Um, I remember a lot of times running around the streets of our hometown with you two, singing that loudly because it's kind of a good drunkard song yeah so uh, and they, they sound super scouse on it don't they I mean they could they sound more Liverpudlian is it well, possible he's, he's playing up the Liverpudlian yeah I mean to the max thing, isn't it? Yeah. to the absolute max so I, I'm going to give it to Maggie May yeah I'm going to give it to Maggie May as well really oh, I mean it, it's just oh dirty Maggie May they have taken fear away you want to join in? Now I walk down like streets anymore. But I mean, it's not, it's not even a Beatles song. I mean, you, you've no, got, I know. I mean, how how is it that Don't Let Me Down ends up as a B-side and not on the album oh. and end up with shit like this? Oh, the sequencing of this album. Let's not go there. When you, you were you... talking about it being a failure, do you think that Let It Be Naked is a success? Let It Be Naked is a significantly better product, yes. It's not the success that it could have been, which could have been unassailably great, but it's a much better product because 
very simple tweaks, aside from just cleaning it up and remastering it, take all of Phil Spector's awful, mushy production uh, strings and everything off the top of it, uh, take out shit like these two songs and put in Don't Let Me Down. It's, I mean, it, it talk about simple. I mean, those are such simple changes and it's a completely transformed product. Yeah, they, they, these two are outtakes and in, a, in another complete disregard for um, the quality, the production quality. That, and it, that let's be clear, that's Lennon's fault that yeah, um, it, it ended is. up in the way it did because he was the one who took the tapes two years later, handed them over to Phil Spector because uh, he couldn't be bothered to do anything more with them. And he was the one that then made sure it, it went and got published when McCartney was taking action against the other three to try and get it stopped. Yeah. It was, it was Lennon it, is suffocated by the being in the Beatles at this point. He's going through so much personal change. He, he I don't think it's possible for Lennon to have stayed in the Beatles any longer than he did. No. When you look at what, what he did in the 70s. But you're right, it is his fault and he's so he's so rude. The, 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 I mean I'm, McCartney got such bad press for some of the stuff he did around that time, but it's like he was like Lennon was so badly out of order. He doesn't let McCartney come back in and redo the bass line on Long and Winding Road. He doesn't tell him he's putting orchestrations all over it, and he puts joke stuff on either side of Let It Be to take the piss out of him. I mean, it's just the whole thing's so rude. You've got that now. Now, now it's out. The angels come yeah. thing, you know, which is literally Lennon saying, "Oh, we're going to do a gospely Jesusy song now," you know, and it's like that's just it's just rude. We have quagmired in this whole dig it, let it be, Maggie May quicksand for far too fucking long. We've explained it seven times to ourselves. I mean, can you imagine how unlistenable this is and uneditable? Yeah, <laughs> I might just give all the tapes to the ghost of Phil Spector yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let him put out something. Easy even more we can put some lush strings over our chat yeah okay so maggie may uh no, somehow I'm, I'm a, goes through to the just quarters. to be clear just to be clear i am abstaining i refuse to vote for either of those asses. no no you can't you can't do that you have to vote for one i, can't, I'm a can't, I can't vote for you've got to you've got to you, you cannot abstain you cannot abstain that it's not part of the rules of mccartney and goal for episode one we're going to do it right from here on out Steve I've got the song I've, I'm taking the song I've got a feeling and I'm holding a knife up to its neck and, yes. and don't do that don't do that I, he's gonna, dig it he's, dig it dig it dig it dig here it. we go we got it out of him it doesn't matter because we both voted for Maggie Mae but good we didn't let you get away with that rubbish okay the next pairing in the qualifying round is one after 909 across the universe that's actually the first really tricky one we've had um but we all know it's going to win i'm mean, really like one after 909 i think yeah, that's I got do. a real vibe to it and i love the recording they get the recording they get of it, it it's oh it's almost poignant isn't it this is one of the first songs ever wrote together and it's on the last album that is released it is a point of you you chart it from 1957 they think they wrote this 1958 incredibly tight friendship they went for a huge amount together and then by 1970 they're done um and yeah it's it's kind of sad in a way but I, i i really like it it's kind of grown on me as i got older actually this song Used to kind of go, yeah, it's the right one. Out there. Wouldn't that he... have been a really nice concept as well, though? Again, to have to do to go back and say, right, what are all the ones we wrote together as teenagers? Let's cover those. Well, like, in spite of all the danger yeah. and stuff like that. Early, early plan for this was when uh, this was recorded in early, early '69, and they were thinking one of the first. Um, they asked Glyn Johns, the engineer, and one of the fir- one of his first ideas was to kind of do the Let It Be the new songs, and then a second side to the album, a double side to the album, which would be full of rock and roll covers and early songs they wrote. That was one nice. of the early ideas That's which a could great, have been 
great concept yeah could have been great in it but they, they didn't go with it um but yeah this i i, I love the energy of this and it kind of it's always kind of mythical, isn't it? They Lennon always says, oh, we were a much better band before we ever started recording stuff. He has this mythical idea of how great they were in Hamburg. And you get a bit of that energy here, a little bit of it. Although you've got McCartney in the film saying how they're embarrassed by the words. There's there's that little clip of him going, Oof, you know, move over, honey, I'm travelling on that line. Move over once, move over twice, come on, move over, be called as ice. It's like, oh, we were embarrassed by those words, so we never did it. And it's like, and, but but now we've got no songs that we can agree on, so let's just put it so in. So let's just churn it out, yeah. I move over, honey, I'm travelling on that line. Move over once, move over twice. Come on, baby, don't be called as ice. But it, again, but it is emblematic, I suppose, of the fact that it's taken 13 years. They're not putting on anything before now, and now they're recording it. But again, does it does it belong? I mean, I mean, across the universe, certainly doesn't belong here. I mean, that stands out like a sore thumb. It's from a completely different project in a completely different time. Lennon was so anti a lot of the Harrison um, spiritual stuff that it just feels. It, forced as a concept what the song across the universe yeah it's like it's sort of quasi spiritual stuff that he didn't buy into at all uh, yeah it's a beautiful song across the universe it's just so simple and cleverly written you know it's just him running an acoustic guitar and some backing but it's just got it's it's it's, it's highly evocative this song agreed absolutely i don't dislike oh. the song i just i just it just smacks a little bit of insincerity knowing what you know about lennon that's all but it's a good song words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup they slither wildly as they slip away across the universe pools of sorrow waves of joy are drifting through my opened mind possessing and caressing me Yeah, I, th- I think it's a big Beatles song as well. I'd say it's one of the, the, the more famous ones, definitely. I mean, they've got loads of famous, but I'd say this is one of the the biggest 30 Beatles songs, actually, probably. And people really? just kind of... In their psyche, yeah, I would have thought so. I wouldn't go that much, no, but I, I do think it. I do think it is a big Beatles song. I agree with that. Yeah, it is. It's a big one. And, and I'm voting for it. Oh, well, yeah, I am voting for it as well. And you think how good it could have been if they'd put a proper Beatles treatment to it. If, that, if Across the Universe had got its way into a, uh, Abbey Road on the Abbey Road yeah, album instead absolutely. of this, and how much better would it have been? Doing some harmonies and some bass line oh and stuff and everything. God. It would have been fantastic, yeah. yeah. I'm going one after 909 because it's much more in the spirit of the sessions. Fair dues, yeah, and it is good. Okay, so the last uh, qualifying pairing is Long and Winding Road against For You Blue. I'm going to vote for... Um, I really like the acoustic guitars on For You Blue. I really like... Lennon plays slide on this. Lennon, in fact, this album is probably one of the best exponents of Lennon's guitar playing. There's some really good Lennon guitar in this album, but I really like his slide on this. Um, I love the acoustic guitar lick from Harrison at the start. I'm going to vote for For You Blue. Sweet and lovely girl I 
Blue is a lot of fun, but it, it, again, it comes back to what could have been. I mean, again, I'm sitting looking through the sessions today, scrolling through this enormous list on my iPod screen, and it's got "Isn't it a pity?" on there, which doesn't get on, right? And "All things must pass," which doesn't get on, yeah, despite how okay. often they looked at it. And it's like the the quality of the stuff that Harrison was bringing to the table, and we end up with "I, me, mine, and for you, blue." For the love of God! Well, this is this is getting into a point. Um, we might as well talk about it now then because basically Harrison leaves the band during this part time uh, very briefly they um, at Twickenham uh, he, he has an argument with John Lennon over lunch I don't know maybe he wouldn't pass him the salt um, and he decides to leave the band and then the condition of him coming back was they would scrap the idea they had this idea that they would do this rehearsals write some songs and play a gig and he said I don't want to do that anymore um, and his other condition was to, instead of working at Twickenham Film Studios in January in a massive film studio with early starts because you've got a film crew turning up to film you by the way that's nice he said I don't want to do that anymore we want to go and record it in a more like a recording studio way and we're going to go to Apple um, and we're going to use the, the recording studio we built there. So, um, yeah, Harrison was was not happy. And he probably exacerbated by the fact he just previously, uh, at Christmas 1968, had been out jamming with Bob Dylan and the band and just playing with them for like a couple of weeks. He must have felt really elevated and high and happy. And he'd got some great songs in the back pocket. And he gets there and McCartney, who is probably just focused on the job at hand, because it's McCartney, I'm running the Beatles, really successful his last years, is now... Don't like that song, George. We will, I will pass on all things must pass. No, actually, no. <laughs> it's in, it's interesting because it, I, Lennon and McCartney are both really intently sort of saying, oh, do you want me to do this here? Do you want me to do that? And he looks at all the stats and actually all things must pass was tried. I think it's like the third most tried song in the whole of the sessions. So after, McCartney after, after did get decline. Back, okay. After Get Back and um, Get Back's done like a hundred times and I've got a feeling it's done like it. a million times. Not dig it. That was a one off. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but all things was passed. What apparently actually happened, which is not what passed into history, is that um, he got cold feet about the concert because they were going to play it at the uh... rooftop concert, and he and he just said because because it, it never came together. If you listen to the Beatles versions of it, it never clicks. It never clicks. It never clicks. Right. And he just went and he just sort of if you can actually listen to the dialogue where you can see him sort of moving them away from it, going, oh maybe let's not do that one. So, okay, so it's Harrison I, pulling I, back. I'd love to, I'd love to go with that myth that it was the classic narrative. It's, it's such a classic narrative that they weren't letting him do stuff. But I think there was tons of other stuff falling apart around them. But actually they were trying to be supportive. Um, okay. But he did leave on January the tenth he did leave oh, the he band was pissed for off a week. All sorts of he stuff. officially yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. I think he said, see you around the club. See you around the club. Yeah, really. yeah, amazing. Um, but you think, so some, some, just to finish that, some of the songs that could have been on this album, uh, they tried out All Things Must Pass, Maybe I'm Amazed, and Jealous Guy, to name three, that were t- brought to these sessions that could have been on this album. It could, this could be another absolute Stonewall classic Beatles album. Some, yeah. some absolute classics in there. Yeah, uh, a Teddy Boy as well is tried out for this album. And was Teddy an Boy I could mixes. live without, but Junker, yeah, would, Junker but, would have loved. Yeah, I think Junker yeah. would be an absolute classic uh, Beatles song, but it's just lost on his first solo album instead. 
It's that Beatles fantasy, isn't it? You just you debate the album that could, that last album that could have been, oh, and this 100%. really is it. It's really 100%. this, and you put "Don't Let Me Down" on this as well. You've got an absolutely brilliant set list. Yeah, totally. But it, it got it got rushed. Lennon forced it out, and that's what probably is the problem with "Let It Be." Yeah, but there we go. So the uh, the final pairing in the qualifying is for you, Blue, against All Things Must Pass. Uh, no, sorry, Long and Wine. <laughs> if only, <laughs> if only. <laughs> In, in an imaginary world. Come on. Oh, Long and Winding Road. I've never liked it. I've never liked it. It's interesting, no. actually. If you if you read uh, Ian MacDonald and his lovely, lovely book that we all love so much, Revolution in the Head, he talks about the song Let It Be and how it's massively overrated and then goes on about Long and Winding Road and about how it's one of the most wonderful things in the McCartney canon. And, and I think all of us feel the opposite of that, don't we? No. Completely. Oh, I'm going Long and Winding Road. Oh, I don't like it. Never did. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you, I'll go with Long and Winding Road simply because I can imagine it now without horrible orchestration. But so I'll just pretend in my head that it's the Let It Be Naked version, and that John Lennon's awful bass isn't there, and and try and appreciate that it is an okay song. But for you, Blue, it, both the Harrison songs are are embarrassingly poor quality to what else he had going on. And also, I totally disagree with Brett totally disagree with Brett about Lennon's slide playing he's literally been given a, a laptop slide that he cannot play and someone's gone oh it's in an open tuning just go to the 12th fret and the 5th fret and the 7th fret and it's great and it sounds like he's playing like a someone's got some uh, rubber bands and put them over a uh, like a tissue box awful absolutely awful so, do you disagree with me yeah so how much oh, a lot <laughs> Uh, I'm just being emphatic. They pay me to be on this podcast to be emphatic. I don't feel any of these things. I just quite like. God. We say bring your views, Steve, and make them as extreme as possible. That's yeah. what we say. It I'm Steve's not like, actually. Just, you know friends. what? I'm a really reasonable guy. I, I don't want to have to go this hard this early. We say no, Steve, harder and earlier. Yeah, that's what we say every time in in the in the pre in the pre pod chats. Well, that's the we, thing. We, we kind of psych you, you up, are, don't we? Yeah. You two are friends in the real world. I'm just like some guy you hire to bring in more extreme opinions. I know that. You you are our shock jock. Shock jock. That's it. Yeah, I got, yeah. It. I got it. The quarterfinals, the quarterfinals of our show. Okay, let's get through to the quarterfinal lineup. The first quarterfinal is quarterfinals. Two of us against Digger Pony. So why is two of us only appearing now? Is because it got a bye through the first qualifying round, straight into the quarterfinals. Digger Pony, because it's great. Beat I mean mine in the qualifying rounds and. Here it is. Two of us right. against Digger Pony. Do you want, do you want a, bit, a little bit of flash of the uh, of this version? Hang on, check this out. Go on. Oh, old school. Oh, One, on, yeah. two, three, four. Oh, nice. That's the version that they were playing right before Harrison and McCartney had the argument. Oh, okay. They didn't didn't have the argument about I've got a feeling. Interesting, okay. They're actually talking, I think, about that version of Two of Us when McCartney's trying to tell him not to ad-lib so much and not to um, improvise over the top. Let's just get the chords down. And he says, well, I'll, I'll play on it or I won't play on it. Whatever will please you, Paul. God, yeah. 
In fact, I think he calls him Paulina, doesn't he? Whatever will please you, Paulina. Wow, okay. So there's here's getting to the myth of this now, because this, this myth, is, I think, is going to be burst, or certainly there's going to be a revisionist history coming out. Because there's a film coming out, I think, later on this year, uh, directed by Peter Jackson, which has taken all the footage that was recorded for the Get Back project, which was at the Twickenham Film Studios first, and then latterly afterwards when they were decamped to Apple Studios um, and filmed there. And the the mythology is that it's a really dour, downbeat session and it was really miserable. Now, apparently, Jackson's version is going to be really much more upbeat and beautiful. He's restored all the footage, so I'm very excited to the see it. The trailer's really good. Yes, very exciting. I think the director of Let It Be does what most good directors do of documentaries. He kind of films a lot of stuff and then creates a narrative from what he's got. Not necessarily a narrative that is reflective of what happened. And and kind of made it more like about a, a band. Breaking up, which when the film was released would have reflected that story really well. Which is why it's been out of print for so long, because they all hated it. Well, it's like releasing a film of, yeah. of the last few months of your marriage, isn't it? It's like, here's me and my wife finally calling it quits. It's like, come on. Actually, coming out this summer. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that, Dave. That feels way too into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David. Wow, you've been editing that for a few years now. I mean, I'm, I'm interested, but I don't know. move on quickly. Someone move on quickly. Um, I think I just let's leave a little longer. And we'll move on. No other album, Beatles album, have we got the no. video of the process of them sitting mm. down together in the same room trying to work it out. Pun. Oh, I can't wait for Peter Jackson's thing. Um, and that in itself, you know, would you swap that for anything? No, of course you wouldn't. We we want to see that because we want to see how the process worked. So anyway, the, the whole point of it, we come back to what had really happened and Let It Be, and we, we know it wasn't the end of the Beatles because they recorded Abbey Road afterwards. But anyway, when they released the film, they want to make a story about it being about the Beatles imploding. And that thing with George Harrison and Paul McCartney having an argument about a song is like, if you've been in a band, it's like, fucking, that's no big deal. Like, people have worse arguments that every day in bands and they carry on. I don't think it's a big deal. So I think that's been blown out of proportion, that whole argument. I don't agree. I'll tell you why. Because I because think we that... hire you not to agree. Well, I'm just yeah. earning my money. I'm just earning. <laughs> it would be a cash. breach of contract if you just nodded and went. Yeah, you are I contractually agree. obliged to not just nod and, yeah. and move okay. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the reason I disagree is because you get certain bands who go straight for fisticuffs yeah. and and get it all out that way and have big Oasis, arguments. Black Crows, like Oasis, Black Crows, exactly. Guns and Roses. But you also get Motley Crue. You also get um, bands who do the whole very British passive aggressive thing, and it all bubbles underneath the surface and it's unsaid. Pink Floyd. And, and, uh, Pink Floyd, exactly. Floyd for a very good example. Um, and I think that what you're seeing there is it finally properly bubbling to the surface in a classic British passive-aggressive way. And that actually, you know, I'll play whatever you want me to play. Is I am fucking seething, is what he's actually saying. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at <laughs> If you clip. down to Nabby it, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, you put exactly. it through that so, pedal, yeah. Uh, so two of us dig a pony. I love oh, two of us. Two of us, obviously. It's yeah. absolutely magnificent. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I won't tell you who I mean by that. I love the two of us. Oh, I'm looking at both of you. You just have to guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be two of us. And, I, and I'm so happy that they did the acoustic version as well. I think that uh, that, that, that upbeat version would have not, not... I mean, whether or not it's appropriate for the project, I don't know. Obviously, the upbeat version I just we just played a bit of might have been more appropriate for Get Back. But I mean, two of us is 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 masterful and uh, beautiful from start to finish. The heart, the, the and the thing is, obviously, obviously, Paul McCartney has said very clearly it's a song about him and Linda. But 
people can't help, especially with all the lovely footage of him and um, Lennon singing it close harmony, which they said reminded them of, of their youth singing uh, Everly Brothers songs together in that close two-part harmony. You know, you can't help but feel like it's a sort of uh, coda song to the end of their relationship. And that adds a whole extra layer of poignancy to something that was already a beautiful song. So, yeah, easily two of us. Nice. Dave, what are you voting for? Uh, two of us. Well, that makes three of us. So what goes... Hey! What's the next? <laughs> Steve, you are contractually obliged to laugh at at least three of my jokes. I thought I was contractually obliged to, to be... Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I've read the, reread the contract. I'm contractually obliged to be, be, be uh, rude about Dave's jokes, but laugh at yours. Exactly. Because you paid more. You pay, you pay like 60% of my fee. Yeah, my, my ego is far more fragile. Okay, so gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. We work that out. Dave can... Yeah. Good stuff. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> next pairing in the course final the next course final is Maggie May which came through the qualifying round oh, against another song which got a bye straight through to the quarter final which is Get Back so Maggie May against Get Back well let's let's put uh, Get Back straight through um, and then we can talk about that in the semi-final yeah because we'll see that and two of us again in the semi-final yeah Get Back is amazing Maggie May is is Maggie May. So straight on to the next quarter final, which is I've got a feeling against across the universe. Oh, I've got a feeling is great. It's another shot, another insight into how good this album could have been if if if, if all of the ifs lined up. Uh, and there are many. I don't think this album ever was going to be great, or the greatest Beatles album it could have been because of of all the prevailing forces against it. But I've got a feeling is is fab. A dual Lennon McCartney composition, which is very rare, isn't it? Mm. Especially by this post nineteen sixty three or something. You know, they really very rarely got to butted heads together. And although, them. although in fairness, I think that is overplayed because w- what a Lennon McCartney dual composition was back in the early sixties was that whole eyeball to eyeball two guitars finishing off each other's. She lungs, loves you, yeah. She loves you type stuff. Whereas. Even by a day in the life, it's like, oh, that's a that's a dual right. No, it's not. It's a Lennon song with a McCartney bit in the middle. This is a McCartney song with a Lennon bit in the middle, where he's literally gone, oh, that's only got two chords in it. Hang on, I've got a song that's only got two chords in it. They, they, oh, look, they work together at the same time. Let's splice them together. Uh, don't get me wrong. This is I'm about to say why this is one of my favourite Beatles songs ever, but it, I think it's overplaying it that it's a co-write. I think it's a we've taken fragments and chopped them together because we can they're conscious that they need a load of songs for the project at this point and they're running out of time but basically they'd been having the run of abbey road for so many years and then they put themselves on the clock in january in a massive cold film studio starting early morning because when you hire a a very expensive film crew they like to start in the morning and and use good light of which there is very little in january in england in in the late 60s so suddenly the beatles from having they could just come and go as they wanted at abbey road why was there less light because it's january 60s no no i just said i just no no i did i know i'm just putting now um because of all of the all of the um pollution the smog pollution right. they probably would have been actually don't help him don't help him he backed himself into a mad it corner. was a it was a poorer country back then as well after after the 80s boom yeah we could afford first world life yeah right. exactly <laughs> we could we could import it yeah we could yeah. import first class life. so would basic- let it be have been a better album with first world light discuss um let's not let's just get back to <laughs> let's get back to where we belong there we go exactly so you think about that you think about that process they were in that sh- that space um and 
I can't even remember what I was talking about now. I was on a real roll and you interacted with your facetious comment about the 1960s life. You had already everything you'd said in your rant, you have already said in the podcast. At least I once. know, but I'm trying to get it wrapped up because when Dave comes to edit this, he's going to want to just go, that's great. You've summed up what we spent 10 minutes talking about in a beautiful 30-second pearl. Yeah, and really be thanks, happy with Steve. me. Yeah, thanks, Steve, for derailing. So let me, let me try and get back to it. No pun intended. I'm just literally trying to... Right, two <laughs> songs put together, working, processing, but get they, back. They, 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 that's it. They were, they were... were talking about the Beatles. <laughs> I'm like 99% sure you were. I'm pretty, I think so. Were they the ones with the, the funny drummer? Okay, we need to vote. I've got a feeling across the universe. Right, what are we voting for, Dave? Uh, I'm voting for, oh, tricky. I'm voting for I've got a feeling. What do you mean tricky? There's literally nothing even slightly tricky about this. <laughs> shock, shock. Um, I, I really like, I think Across <laughs> the Universe is a really good song, despite what Ian McDonald says about oh, it. Oh, Across the Universe is really good. It's a beautiful song it is tricky uh i think across the universe is one of the big Beatles songs but um i've got a feeling for me a feeling about what brett what have you got a feeling about (laughs) feeling about you um i've got a feeling that across the universe is like a a big Beatles song but i think it's going to go out so i've got a feeling so you voted for that yes i was trying to be if not funny then clever but i failed at both Well, you failed to be clear, at least. And that as well. I, I failed in basic communication. In so many levels you failed. So it was all uh, not good. <laughs> no, not the best. Now, obviously, you're both voting for I've Got a Feeling because you've got ears. Let's move on. Okay, and th- that's 3-0. Uh, the final quarterfinal, or the last uh, the last quarterfinal, is uh, the, it'll be one song that came through the qualifying, which in this case is Long and Winding Roads, and... One song that got a buy straight through, which is "Let It Be." Let it be. I've heard the, that one. The I've two big, good. the two big chunky McCartney hymns yes. on this album, written on the same day. Really? Yeah. God, that was a productive day for him to write M O R. Yeah. <laughs> it really churn them out. The big kind of am- emblematic hits. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I think Let It Be, it came to him in a dream, didn't it? It's a song, as we all know. Let It Be came to McCartney in a dream. Um, it's um, His mother, who had died when he was 13, came to him. I think he, was, he said he was worried about the Beatles and attention, and she says, just let it be. I mean, this is classic McCartney, this type of story, isn't it? It's so hokey and folky, you, can't, you just can't believe it. But it's not his only dream song yet. Yesterday came to him in a dream. I think slightly different. I think the, I think the story is that yesterday actually fully formed melody and everything else came to him in the dream, whereas Let It Be, it was his mum turned up and said that, and then he sat down and wrote a song about it, which is yeah. slightly different. But how, how, how hard-working... His mum turned up and yeah. said... Here I am. C to F to G. I much prefer the story that she showed him the chord progressions. That's a wonderful <laughs> concept. A minor there. That's with a, with a, with, yeah, with, go from C to A minor, but put a B bass in. Yeah. Lovely stuff. You can leave um, space for Harrison Solo about yeah, there, I think. There, yeah. but don't tell him what to do exactly because you get pissed no, off. Oh, don't over-prescribe um, it. But, I mean, that's how hard-working Paul McCartney is. Even when he's sleeping, he's writing two of his biggest songs of all time. I mean, he's just fully on. Awake or asleep, he was still working for the Beatles. Absolutely. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be, 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 whisper words of wisdom, let it be. 
Let It Be and Long and Winding Road both have a bass playing um, credit for John Lennon who described playing the bass as he hated it and he said he described it as being asked to stay after school and you can hear that on his bass playing here you can hear that very clearly on his dedication to playing it as badly as he possibly can I mean for, for Lennon at this phase uh, Lennon uh, at the start of this project is coming off his heroin addiction so you've got Harrison coming back from America loved up with playing with Bob Dylan and the band you've got Ringo Starr thinking about his uh, upcoming acting debut in a film called The Magic Christian I think and then you've got John Lennon coming off of heroin and then you've got Paul McCartney (laughs) writing songs in his sleep trying to fill the many many holes (laughs) so you can see why McCartney loses it with and kind of obviously upsets Harrison at some stage anyway you've got two very similar songs here both with Lennon trying to destroy them with his bass playing and then if he doesn't destroy him with his bass playing, Phil Spector certainly does with his production. Oh, <laughs> it's a double whammy. Yes, I would put Long and Winding Road forward. Um, if ever someone wants to know what record production is um, or how important George Martin's role in the Beatles was, then just play them the two versions of this song. Uh, Let yeah. It Be version is an absolute monstrosity of record production. And people hate this song because of the spectre production. Uh, whereas the Let It Be Naked version actually sounds intimate, which is never a word that you would use to describe Long Winding Road, the original Let It Be version. George Martin said of this, latterly said, it should say produced by George Martin and overproduced by Phil Spector. <laughs> nice. It's a good yeah. line. Yeah. Nice. said to George Martin that the Beatles didn't want any of his jiggery-pokery during the recordings. They wanted it to be sort of stripped back to rock Yeah, and he he stipulated a no-overdub rule, didn't he, Lennon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the no-overdub rule was as much Lennon, in fact, probably more Lennon than McCartney. And yet, it was Lennon who gave the tapes to Phil Spector. But I think that's... that's, You've got to be a little bit careful how you say it, because Lennon was super flighty and all over the place yeah those, I mean are we saying that John Lennon was slightly capricious oh what? oh what a shock <laughs> what
So let's move on to Long and Winding Road and Let It Be. Let It Be, obviously. Let It Be. Dave, are you going to let it be? More, more irony. No one let it be, did they? Phil Spector didn't just let it be. No. Paul McCartney, 35 years later, didn't just let it be. No, no he, he gets to go back to it. And we just won't let it be. Oh, it's so difficult. I love the Long and Winding Road on Let It Be Naked. It's almost unlistenable on, yeah, it is, yeah. on the original version of Let from. It Be. I may have been swayed by that. We may one day do Let It Be Naked. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. You've been militant with me about this in the past, so we're going to be militant with you. We're voting for the thing that you just said was borderline unlistenable. Therefore, you can't possibly vote for it. You've you got can't to possibly do. Be because we're not voting for the song. We're voting for this version on this album. And as you just said, Dave, oh, quote unquote, David Hughes, it's the final product that matters. Exhibit A, Your Honour. Case closed. Let's adjourn early for lunch. Okay, so let's move on then to the semi-finals. Woo! Does that mean Long and Winding Road is long gone? Yes. It has. Lovely. He doesn't look happy about it, listeners. He does look genuinely annoyed with us. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's wrong, so... He'll get over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay. The semi-final, the semi-final now. Uh, let's move on to the semi-finals. And the first semi-final is the two of us against Get Back. Oh, you've got to put some money in the you've got to put some money in the getting titles of the songs wrong box. Two of us against Get That's Back. That's a pound. Pound in the box, please. I like Getting Back. I think it's a classic. Oh, I mean, Get Back. We haven't talked about Get Back. It's absolute stone cold classic. I mean, this again. I think the theme for me tonight is what could have been, and this this song really shows what could have been. It is. It's exactly the project they wanted to to convey and to commit to, and it's the perfect uh, example of that. It's such a great Agreed. rocker. It's like a, three minutes of just pure brilliant late sixties pop rock. It's so catchy. It's so good. Um, and again. Another bit of awesome Lennon guitar on this. His solo playing on this is brilliant. Yeah, Lennon playing solo. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, Harrison's on rhythm guitar on this. So. So yeah, I think it's an insight into how good it could have been. It's like a little alternate reality, this song, about what an album, you know, we could have had. We could have had on their original remit, not even taking into into the fact that you had so many great songs trialled for this this album. If they've given it more time, if they've given it two or three months, as they did with a lot of their albums, it took five months over the White Album, including like a two-month gestation in India. So if they'd have given the Get Back Sessions more than the literally the month they gave it in a cold January in 1969 then it could have been something really special. And imagine if everybody had got on board and done songs like, you know, gone, okay, like this. You know, get yeah. get back, I see it, I see it. Okay, I'm going to write songs in that style. Um, yeah, that would have been cohesive, if nothing else. I'm going to vote for Get Back. David? Uh, two of us. Okay, as much as I love two of us, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be two of us for me. But I agree with everything you said about get back. It's just a shame that these two are up against each other. Um, but two of two of us is probably top twenty, maybe top ten Beatles for me. Wow. Okay, so that's the first one through to the first final of McCartney and Goal is two so, of us. Yeah, so that was the first semi final. Two of us will get back, and two of us wins, and therefore goes through to the final. Uh, and the second semi final is. I've got a feeling against Let It Be. This is quite easy for me. I mean, both Let It Be and Long and Mind Rain are very similar songs. And 
I think it's a great tune and you can hum it all day long and you know it really well, but it's it's just slightly too middle of the road anthemic for me, let it be. Um, so I, 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 I've got a feeling is much more what I love about the Beatles. You've got this incredible combination of these characters, this music. You've got an amazing rock vocal from Maka. You can you can feel the beard on it, can't you? When he's singing, I've got a feeling it's so oh, fat and beardy. God, that's well I put. Yeah. love it. You can feel it. I've got a feeling, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I've got a feeling, a feeling I can't hide, oh no, no, oh no, oh no. Force beard, so I'm going for I've got a feeling. Beautifully put, David. Uh, same. Okay, same. Wow. Is it, is it interesting or is it even surprising that all four semi final songs were essentially Macca? Two of us get back, I've got a feeling, let it be. He was just a much more focused place than Lennon, who was coming off heroin and scrabbling around. I think it was a it was a low point for him. Even even sort of higher for, points for like across the universe. Yeah, yeah, it was a low point for London. Even things like Across the Universe came from a, a different time. And I think Don't Let Me Down is probably his finest moment it's on the this album song. and it's not on this album. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my sidebar. If Don't Let Me Down is on this album, uh, as it yeah. is on Let It Be Naked, would it have got through to the semi final? Would it get through to the final? Yeah. It's a great song. Semi finals at least. Uh not for me. Not above those four. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I would have got it in there. But I, I think yeah. I don't think Lennon was definitely this is Lennon's low point. Alright, so we have a final. Ooh, a final. We have a final. And the final is Two of Us Against I've Got a Feeling for the title nice. of Best Song on the original version of Let It Be. So we're we're romantics really, because both of these songs, this is like the bitter end of the Beatles, perhaps. Yeah. Um although very John and Paul together. Very John and Paul together. You can hear the absolute core of the Beatles story, the, the Lennon McCartney axis on both of these songs. Totally agree with that. Uh we we're suckers for it, aren't we? We're suckers for it. Yeah. I mean, basically, if I if I were going to listen to Let It Be, I would just listen to these songs continuously on loop, these two, and and then occasionally Don't Let Me Down, and I'd be happy. I don't need the rest of it, really. <laughs> so you'd spend 40 minutes listening to two of us, I've got a feeling, and sometimes Don't Let Me Down. I think every third spin of those two, I'd put in Don't Let Me Down for a bit of light relief, and then right. just go back to them for three or four times, and that, that would be that would be me happy. very happy. Yeah, happy place. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough don't need the rest I, I love both of these songs and I think you've got some real swagger and I've got a feeling but Two of Us is just so beautiful I love the harmonies on it I love the chorus I love the way they build a chorus really simply just on a snare drum just Ringo Starr just patting away on that snare drum I love even like the lead guitar from George Harrison I, I think everyone's uh, on the top of their game here I'm waiting for Two of Us Steve what are you voting for? I'm going to vote for I've got a feeling because for me it's top three Beatles songs it's 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 top three I think I think yes I think everything you said is, is right about the 
uh, Lennon McCartney sort of final days romanticism thing. The 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 voices McCartney goes through all those voices, and uh, he even does like a laugh when he. It's almost like a self knowing laugh when he's like, I think that everybody knows. Like I'm overplaying this because I'm Paul McCartney and everyone's a bit annoyed. You know, there's the groove. I mean, what a riff! It's like the simplest two chord riff. I think it's alchemy of the highest order. Okay, uh, yeah, for sure. So Dave, it's exciting. It comes down to decider. What are you voting for, Dave? You get to choose the winner of the inaugural McCartney and Goal episode. Uh, I'm going for I've Got a Feeling. Oh! oh. No, I'm not. I'm going for two of us. Uh, Because although... Although, ironically, I've Got a Feeling is the uh, 50-50 written song. It's the two of of them, Lennon and McCartney, singing together on Two of Us, which does it for me. That's just such a lovely moment yeah. at the end of oh, their Beatles career. Yeah, they're both they're, they're my two favourite things on the album. So a worthy final, gents. Oh